Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Zach Wilson's Pro Day had the show stolen by the Miami Dolphins. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the draft guy brave enough to say the 49ers will not take Mac Jones third overall. (laughs) And with me, as always, is AJ. Every tackle in the class is a guard, Marchese. I knew that was going to be my intro, and you're right. I have no tackles today. End of the podcast. <laughs> Put 30 guards. <laughs> I honestly will have more guards than tackles. Uh, I ended up having that happen, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, today, we're going to continue our 2021 NFL Draft position rankings with the offensive tackles. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 one, two, three, four, seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe, looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of air force one low tops just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on twitter or instagram bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action the nba is in full swing and college basketball is very much heated up as schools are hitting the sweet 16 in march madness With the tournament here also brings the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at BetOnline. It's the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Your online sports book experts. You know who made a bet today, AJ? Uh, the Miami Dolphins. John Lynch. Wrong. So you're wrong. Uh, yeah. John Lynch. That's, no, that, that makes more sense. Uh, the Dolphins uh, traded the number three pick to the 49ers for the number 12 pick, two future first round picks, and a third round pick. And then they went and they uh, they flipped that 12 with uh, the 123rd pick and a 2022 first round pick. The Eagles 
for the number six pick and number 156 pick. I love how. I mean, the first. Sorry, could I, can I just say I love how like the second trade just kind of like, like the Eagles just snuckily leaked it out there like on their Twitter account like with no fanfare or anything. And it's like, yeah, what the it was fuck? weird. Yeah. I thought it was fake at first. <laughs> me, me too. I swear to God, I had to check to make sure that was the verified Philadelphia Eagles account. Uh, obviously, it seems like the 49ers make that jump. Or I mean, it do- it doesn't seem like it. They did. They're making this jump to take a quarterback. Um, I don't think it's going to be Mac Jones, no matter <laughs> what Chris Sims tries to tell people. Uh, it's pretty much feels like it's got to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields, assuming after Zach Wilson's amazing pro day he'll go number two to the jets um i think lance is a better fit for the shanahan scheme i mean i think he's the most shanny like quarterback i guess in this class mm-hmm. um i mean you have lance overfield so i'm sure you feel that that's the that that is the right pick yeah i, um, I totally and I, like if i were to put a, a number on it i would say 70 percent fields oh sorry lance 30 percent fields yeah but did you know that fields works out at the QB Collective, which is run by coaches named Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, uh, LaFleur. Packers could be drafting fields. Who knows? Um, So I guess with those ties, that's kind of why people are mumbling about fields. But I think it's got to be Lance. His pro day was, what, two weeks ago-ish now? Mm -hmm. Um, And they obviously saw that. They make that trade. It feels like it. it's it's Lance. I'm I'm gonna assume it's Lance until uh, proven otherwise. Yeah, I totally agree. And I I don't think Fields is out of the question, but like I said, seventy thirty. Um, and then obviously for Miami, they're thinking, well, I mean, they jump back to twelve. Everyone's like, well, there's a good chance one of the pass catchers is there for them. Then they jump back up to six, and it feels like they could still get whoever the number one pass catcher is, because we're assuming. First three picks are quarterbacks. The Falcons are a hot trade spot mm-hmm. to try and get a quarterback. And or they could take a quarterback. Uh, and then the Bengals are at play with the pass catchers, but also um, the, the offensive linemen. Yeah, like the, the Bengals are taking Sewell, uh, Chase, or Kyle Pitts. It's one of those three. But yeah, at six, again, uh, at worst, they're getting two of the three. At best, all three or all four of them are sitting there. Yeah, I, I think the, if my, my, if I had a bet on it, I, I'll, I'll say the Bengals take Sewell and uh, the the Dolphins end up with their their choice of the top three receivers, whoever they have number one on their board. Uh, great. Who do you think that and is you, right now? Well, I was gonna say you got to think they they're more enamored with someone than the other two just because they make this second trade, right? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And like uh, after uh, they made the first trade, I'm like, well, they still got the ammo to move up if their guys there on draft night. I didn't expect to come to, for this to come so quickly. So yeah, they definitely have someone uh, above the other two. I'm gonna say it's Jalen Waddle. That makes sense. Uh, I'll say it's Chase, but I I'll say it's Chase. I don't think it's Devonta Smith. No, me neither. If it's Smith, they were saying at twelve, I think. Yeah, I I agree with you. The Eagles, uh, Philly fans aren't happy. Um, I mean, obviously they acquire another first round pick for next year, which which is nice. But uh, they, they, they move away from being having their choice of the top pass catcher, jump to 12. Now there's a chance Pitts, Waddle, and Chase are all gone. I mean, in my opinion, Devonta Smith's whip right with Chase and, and Waddle. But I can see why Eagles fans aren't happy with it. Uh, I, I think 
maybe a little bit of a reaction from them. But hey, on draft night, if none of the pass catchers are there, I'm I'm sure they'll they'll be bummed. Yeah, I, I honestly I, at this point I was a little surprised when they first made the move because of the targeting the pass catchers. And yeah, there's still a chance that one of them is there, but um, if they aren't, and he, maybe if they are, I could see the Philly being another trade down candidate. Maybe this is just the route they're going. That like they know the roster isn't where it should be, obviously, and they need the picks to uh, to try to rebuild. And how he's trying to keep his job, right? So he's got to put something capable around uh, Jalen Hurts, but still building through the future. He's he's in a he's in a bit of a tight spot. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into offensive tackles. Let's do it. Before before the show, we were talking about how um, the a lot of the or not a lot of a handful of the tackles we view more as as guards, um, but I, I think you said that you like your your thir- top thirteen tackles a fair amount. Yeah. I think the top thirteen guys, uh, I are have a good chance to go top one hundred. I'm I I think my top ten have a good chance to all go between day one and day two. Uh, I think my top ten are all long term starters. Uh, my eleven to thirteen, I I, th- I think have the potential to be starters, mm-hmm. and then it drops off a little bit. There's not a ton of depth. I think I think it's gonna be. Like if you if you're looking for an impact tackle on day three, I think you're going to be fairly out of luck. Which I mean, makes sense. It's a high priority position. Yeah, for sure. No, I I definitely agree with that I think that's the drop off, and there's not too many of the mid to late round guys that I I'm gonna even kind of knock the table for, like John Gruden. Yeah, and and like again, I I think it obviously it's it's got some some alphas at the top of the uh, rankings. And it's a very solid class. It just uh, there's, I guess overall the interior class I don't think is top heavy, but there's just more depth. Yeah, it's it's really deep. Yeah, I'm gonna have like, cause a lot of guys that like you know played tackle in college that I kind of like, that I just think should be kicked inside, and that's where they're gonna end up. And and those guys are kind of like the middle round guys that I do kind of like, but uh, yeah, I just don't see them as tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's get into it with the superlatives. <laughs> Highest floor. I mean, I, I I have a Panay Sewell sweep here, but... Uh, okay, are, are you... I, I'm going to differ. Okay, I, I'm glad. I think... Okay, so I, I basically... So you, you highest floor, highest ceiling, best bet. You've got Panay Sewell, yeah. all three. Yeah, I do. I've I've got Sewell for highest ceiling. I've got a tie between him and Rashawn Slater for best bet. I went Rashawn Slater for highest floor. If, um, if I had to give the, an, a, an alternative, uh, it's definitely Rashawn Slater. Yeah, it... Yeah, those two are top ten players for me. Correct. Um, yeah, I I just think Rashawn Slater, he his game is so clean. It is. He is so built on balance, and even though he he's got a a little bit of a goofy stance, um, he's just his his timing with his his it, it all works congruently. Like his his feet and his hands are connected. Yeah. Everything is so smooth for him. You don't see any like lapses in his game, I guess. I just think he's such a clean prospect and, and his balance is the thing that that to me is his trump card similar to what Tristan Wirfs had last year. Um you also I think you can play Rashawn Slater literally he yeah. he might be the only him and maybe Elijah Bear Tucker are the only two linemen in this class you can play all five positions. 
Um, which, uh, I, I mean, you're going to play Rashawn Slater at left tackle uh, if you're smart. But uh, I, that's just another boost to the, to the I guess, the, the view that he's the highest floor. Um, I think P- Panay Sewell is a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. He is obviously a larger man. He... He the way he can move at that size, the explosiveness out of his stance, the twitch for an offensive lineman that large is insane. Um, I do think you'll see maybe a, a few more lapses that don't necessarily um, get taken advantage of at the college level, just because he can outmuscle everybody. Yeah, like I, I for example, I think Rashawn Slater plays better leverage, uh, better balance, yes, and better hand placement. Now, Panay Sewell having the higher ceiling is due to that. He is a he's six six three thirty. He is the most athletic lineman in game. I think. Well, maybe not. Brady Christensen really had a day at the BYU Pro Day. <laughs> in, but, no, uh, in game, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, like it, uh, it, the the instant explosiveness out of his stance yeah. it blows me away every snap. Yeah. Um. No, totally. and, and again, the, the the they're both top ten players. Like I'm not saying. Like I'm not saying you should take Rashawn Slater over Panay Sewell. I think you're you're happy getting either of them. Panay Sewell does obviously I think have the higher ceiling. They're just both so good, and I I just wanted to really I, I want to give Rashawn Slater his shine because most years Rashawn Slater is the best tackle in the class. It just so happens Panay Sewell's I don't want to call him a generational talent because that's that's an overused term, but he is a an all pro talent. No, uh, for sure, and I mean the only hole in Slater's game that you can really point to. Um, is 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 his length and the lack thereof? But like, I mean, you still check the thirty-three inch uh, arm box, and I mean, you can see it. Like, I think the one thing is you can see guys get in on him. But you pull up the Ohio State tape from twenty nineteen. Uh, mm-hmm. No one did a better job on Chase Young than uh, Rashawn Slater, and that's that's a fact. Like, he, I don't want to say he shut him down, but he almost shut him down. I mean, Young had his day because he went up against the other side and had a couple sacks, but. No, he pretty much shut him down. And Slater, too, he's – I mean, he tested phenomenally, um, jumping, running, and the agility. He checked all the boxes. And, and you do see that on tape. Like, he, he, he gets the second level so well. He, he, you can see the short area quickness in there. Um, the agility in, in pass pro is all there. His, his feet are quiet and nimble. Like you said, so, so balanced. Mm. He's a very, very clean uh, prospect. And if he was, you know, fifth, 10 pounds heavier – and arms an inch longer, uh, <laughs> there would be absolutely zero question marks. And I'm not saying I have the question marks. I'm just saying that. No, I know the, you the are. League. Yeah. No, he's a no doubt uh, top 10 pick. I, I just think Panay Sewell is, is special. And like, yeah, I'm not going to say generational, but he's special. But like you said, there are more um, holes in Sewell's game. Like, I, I think he's, he's not as um, football IQ refined as Slater is. And that also goes with, you know, he's only 20 years old. And didn't play this year, right? So, um, so yeah. I, I think some stunts you can see him uh, get get worked by speed sometimes, um, and like you said, he, he's a little bal- uh, less balanced or more or less balanced than Rashawn Slater is. You can see him a bit lungy, and, and, and part of that is Rashawn Slater's balance again is just yeah unbelievable. Yeah, like um, and, this is me nitpicking a, and, a top five pick. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, and, and again, it's we're just trying to create content here people we've got to see something negative yeah and it, yeah sewell though like like you said like the in-game athleticism is ridiculous um he he mm. fires out like like no one i've seen at that size um blocking in space is, is crazy 
Um, when he gets to the second level, he's all like his radar is so good. He's almost always finding someone to block and what, doing it effectively. One of my favorite things that I think it was the first time I I, uh, I sat down and watched his tape. I guess it was over the summer. And, and the one thing that blew me away was the consistency to be able to to chip and ride a guy yeah. into like he'll ride a lineman into the second level to a linebacker and he'll just block them with his like yeah. his his um backside arm yeah. and it's insane yeah it's it, it's crazy i know like <laughs> I, I remember the first time i threw him on in the summer um the explosiveness the, the way i wrote down it it's almost like he gets a two yard head start uh, especially in the wrong game and yes. it, it's like instantly the, the the defensive lineman is a yard into uh towards his own hand zone um it's ridiculous and uh, like like again he turns 21 uh week five like he allowed one sack like, in almost fourteen hundred snaps. That's why I think the Bengals have to take him. I if he's there at five, you you can't agree. pass on him in my mind because the the game is built in the trenches. He is a freak. He allows you to move Jonah Williams to the right side, move Riley Reef to the inside. I I think it, it's it's you can't pass on a guy like this. And I felt that way about Tristan Murphs last year. He got passed on. Look, he had an All Pro rookie season. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm a genius. Definitely. I mean. If you take Sewell, for, if you're the Bengals, you go from one of the worst offensive lines in the league to uh, at least middle of the pack, if not higher. Uh, he's going to have that type of incident impact. Even though he might take a little time to uh, to really come along, because, you know, he, he hasn't played in the and, year and stuff. But that's no, that's not even – like, he's still a massive upgrade. The other thing is, with just in, in talking about Rashawn Slater, if a team tries to move him from left tackle, I just think that's such a ridiculous thing just because the arms are 33 inches. Because – it doesn't, like, it, it's not going to hinder him uh, enough to justify moving him inside. He is so talented in every other way. His ability, his feet, you mentioned he's got quiet feet. Yeah, they're so quick. They're so soft. Yeah. He moves so effortless, effortlessly with his kicks up. Like, he's, I think he's got better feet than Panesuo. Um And then on top of that, his ability to anchor and re-anchor and just get up underneath a guy and sit down. And, and that that stopping power yeah. coming back to his balance is, is just ridiculous. And then in the run game, he moves effortlessly. You mentioned how well he tested. Just like Suell, the ability to get to that second level with such ease. I think that's the thing that really separates these two um, to the from from kind of the rest of the pack is just the effortlessness in the run game to get to chip and get work to that second level and. In attack angles, I think Rashawn Slater is so, and you you mentioned this too well. Just the awareness on the second mm-hmm. level, and the ability to kind of see and attack an angle to open up a hole. Yeah, and, and one last thing on Slater here, it's um, what, what you touched upon is um, like yeah, he, he's he's not the longest, but with his athleticism and and just the way he blocks in pass pro, he, he gets out on guys so quickly, um, that he kind of eliminates the length. And, and he makes yeah. it almost a non-factor, and yeah, it's it's not a hundred percent of the time, but he he already like, look obviously he's he's one of the he's the best player on the field or one of the best if he, every time he's on the field in college, but he already I, I, like he already has that understanding that in the NFL he's going to see longer guys and bigger guys, and I, I think he's already already has this, the tools in the toolbox to manage that with no problem. I'm kind of excited to see who your comparisons are for those two. <laughs> I. I, I I'd want very much stick in my brain for both. I um I, I have three names for Slater. One is the correct answer, and you'll hear why later. Um and, Ooh, and t- <laughs> no, it's not that good, but it's correct. And anyway, so we'll get there later. We'll get there later. 
Okay, let's get the value pick. Guy you think uh, you, you should be there early day three, we'll say. Um, maybe late day two. That that can either, I, I guess in terms of offensive tackles, can either instantly be a depth piece or, a, hell, compete for, compete for a starting job perhaps. Yeah, and I, I teased this one to you uh, pre-show. It's a guy that, like, I've seen his name pop up late in the process, as in, you know, uh, on Twitter and stuff. And, and like, I've watched a lot of this guy's games live, and he never really caught my attention. And I throw on the tape, and I I kind of fell for him hard. And it's Florida Stone Forsyth, who oh, okay. is 6'9", 315, and he doesn't have a lot of the big-time glaring issues that a lot of, you know, super tall <laughs> – Super long uh, offensive tackles do, and he, he was Florida's left tackle. He played right tackle um, uh, as a sophomore, I believe. Uh, you throw on the Georgia game. He locked down his Izo Jolari, who obviously is a shorter, quicker guy. And when you're, when you're 6'9", you think, okay, Ojolari's going to get up under him, and, and it's going to be a tough day. No. Forsyth locked him down. Um, his length is such a weapon. Uh, he moves so cleanly, like or like for someone his size, I should say, like, like, yeah, the, the center of gravity is high, so he's not going to be, like, the most agile dude in the world. But 4.69, he moves so well. And, it, like, his, he shoots his hands well. And he just – he gets you on you. He, he controls. Um, he resets his hands so well. His feet are, like, really in sync with his upper body. Um, and then, like, again, the big knock whenever someone's so tall is you, you see them get killed by leverage. But he's got a strong core. And, and like you kind of touch on this later, he's got that hip-sinking ability – even though it might not be like the the super like like you know just drop the anchor at, like like the great guards do, it's more like he kind of just transitions the 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 force into the ground. I think there's a lot of nuance. He's he's way better as a pass protector than a run blocker, which is kind of funny. But in today's NFL, uh, that that's fine, especially when you're that big. But I don't even think he's a bad run blocker. He just uh, needs some work. And again, when you're six foot nine, it's hard to get natural yes, leverage tough. in in the run game. Um, That's a, that was a good pick. Yeah, and again, mid, I got him in the mid third. He's in my top ten. Um, I I really like him. Do you think he'll go on day two? I don't know if he will. I think he's gonna be, honestly, if I had to guess right now, he goes in the fourth round. But um, I think, I think he, so too. I think he should. It's a good pick. I'm going to stick in the SEC. You went with the tall guy. I'm going to go with a wide guy who I considered um, moving to guard. I kept him at tackle. Uh, I, I felt in a power scheme he, he can he can cut it at tackle. It's uh, Larry Borum from Missouri. Yeah. 6'6", six, six, 332. Kind of surprised when he declared. Yeah. Um, watch, watch the tape. I, I liked what I saw against Mississippi State. I liked what I saw against Alabama. Um, kind of the opposite of Stone Forsyth, though. Uh, <laughs> instead of being tall and lean, he is—he's tall, but he's wide as hell. He looks like a guard. He—he he struggles in pass protection because his foot speed's a little slow. And I, I do think a lot of teams are probably viewing him as a guard. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the feet—the feet and the technique can get a little wonky. He can play a little high too. Uh, but really strong anchor in pass protection. Solid hand placement, and the, and that's how he wins in pass pro. But he's gonna make his money as a run blocker, at right tackle. Um, he he just rides guys downfield. He moves fairly well for a big big boy at three thirty two. Um, when he when he needs to work to the second level, he can do it. 
but when he gets his hands on a guy, he's driving him five yards downfield every time. I love the edge he plays with too. Uh, and I think this is a guy who's probably going to be available mid to late day three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a notch below Stone Forsyth, we'll say. Um, yeah. And, and I, I do. So I, th- I kind of view him as a project at right tackle. And a potential uh, uh, a potential swing guard, and I think I really do think he can uh, maybe take that set and be a starter at some point uh, after some seasoning. I, I I did him as an IOL, but I don't disagree that like, okay. you can give him a look at right tackle first. Do you want to hear my comp? <laughs> yeah, Daryl Williams from the Bills. Oh, I like that. I, I think that's good. Thank you. Do you want to hear my Stone Forsyth comp? I was about to say, yeah. King Dunlap. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, it should have been Trent Brown if on a diet. That would have been fun. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. Uh, but I like that. Uh, okay, who's your sleeper? We'll say midday three, late day three ish. I'm going back to the well here. This is going back to the summer. Friend of the show, Tommy fucking Doyle from from Ball State. I put him as a I, I put him as a deep sleeper. So will you talk? I'll find a new deep sleeper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I loved him this summer. Came on the show. Great guy. Uh, still love him. Um, he's what? He's six seven, three twenty five. He's a big boy, and he's just he's just an absolute fucking like mauler. He's he's like a hockey background. You see that like, he's gotten into fights for sure. Um, he, he might be a guard, but again, another guy. I'm gonna give a shot at right tackle first. Um, played played right tackle and left tackle uh, in college at Miami, Ohio, and just massive frame. He moves people like crazy in the run. He's so well built. Um, like I said, son of a bitch. He's got that upper body torque to get guys in the ground consistently. Um, and then yeah, like, like the the feet need some work. Um, he's big, but they're they're a bit slow. And he could play a bit upright, but he's six seven. <laughs> and like, and like, yeah, quick quicker and more technical guys can get him. But uh, all, all these tools, I, I got, I got a mid fifth on him. I, I am high on him, and just the attitude that he brings, uh, I, I like a guy like him to bet on. I'm with you. I, I, I and hey, I'm gonna stick in the Mac for for my sleeper. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Well, I'm gonna butcher his name. Ko. Awasika from Buffalo. I, I think I think you hit the last name pretty good. Awasika. Yeah, they they do say I'm good. I'm better with the last name. They always say that. About me. <laughs> I do. Um, okay, so the first thing you're watching you're watching the Buffalo Bulls. You're watching Jared Patterson run for 300 yards every game. They barely throw it, so he is a definite project in pass protection because yeah. he. He, he he I mean he gets away with some uh, sloppier technique I guess because it's in the Mac and again he just hasn't done it that much mm-hmm. um and that that's why he's gonna be available uh that late on day three mid mid to late day three but he moves so well he carries his weight really well six five three fifteen he is always on the second level he was a big part of why Jared Patterson was running for 300 yards every game yeah he it, now I want to see him improve his hand placement, both both in the run game and pass protection. His hands can get a little wide. They can, uh, I guess, in, they're kind of inconsistent. I feel like he doesn't tr- maybe trust them fully, which I, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and, and he plays a little bit high, but he's strong as hell, and he's such a good athlete. Like this is the type of tackle I'm betting on. I think he really interesting project in a zone run scheme where that that those movement skills and he. he Pretty good IQ too, moving in space, knowing where to hit the angles. Uh, I really liked him. 
He's another guy that I wasn't sure if he's a tackle or a guard. <laughs> Which, that's fair. I mean, that's that's kind of a lot of the day three tackles. I like, know. You're, you're like, would they just be better, like more upside to play them at guard? Maybe got a better chance to be a starter yeah, inside. It, basically, if you're if you're not six six or over, uh, then you're a day three guy. They're gonna look at you as a guard. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, you want to hear my uh, Tommy Doyle comp? Or I'd love to, and I'm going to steal it probably. <laughs> no, it's a weird one. <laughs> what Gabe Karimi should have been or could have been? That, that is very specific. <laughs> Karimi, I mean, first round pick, but he was uh, another guy that's just a, kind of a brawler coming out of Wisconsin. Obviously, Doyle's not that uh, – doesn't got that pedigree, but uh, I think that's the type of guy he is. I love it. Uh, okay, deep sleeper. Uh, I am going to uh, one of my favorite schools in the country, Illinois State. And another big boy, Drew Himmelman, who's a 6'9", 317. Uh, I got the Tyler Columbus comp on him. <laughs> oh, that's money. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, first of all, really good background. He was on the he was an academic Heisman candidate, uh, high school basketball player. And, and you see it in his frame. He, he's really tall, obviously. He's leggy, uh, long arms, uh, not, not a thick dude. But you, you see the basketball athleticism pop up. And with that, you can also see him get got by power. But uh, – and like you, you're gonna want him to add weight to that that massive frame, but uh, the frame is obviously there. And, and then watch him in pass. Are you upset? Wait, are you sorry? Are you obsessed with tackles that are six nine? You know what? I usually am not at all. Because I hate tall tackles, but it seems like you love them. I, honestly, I usually don't, and it's just this year I kind of fell for a couple of them, which is funny. I love uh, it. I, again, usually I, I like the small leverage guys, but oh. also that's more of the interior too. We also have to add that Himmelman's like playing the FCS season yeah. right now, even though he's in the draft, yeah. which is cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. All of those boxes, check, check, checked. Um, and then yeah, the athletic history, you, you see that the feet are pretty, cl- are pretty, uh, pretty quick. But then yeah, the classic leverage issues for a tall tackle that obviously scares you away. And then uh, not not big time power, but more of a hold the point blocker in, in, it, in the in the run game. Yeah. The, he's, but again, because we're deep sleeper, you're thinking UDFA. This is the type of guy with the just that size and the the movement skills yeah. for that size. Like that's the type of stuff you bet on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially I, under like where there there you're not there's there's no negative in betting on him undrafted. No, and it's just there's so much potential. You get him on a practice squad. Hey, maybe he turns into Al Villanueva down the road. <laughs> like I I do have a day three draftable grant on him, but uh yeah yeah like I'm not sure if he will get drafted. I think. Like if I were to say right now, I think I think someone takes a shot at him um, back after the seventh or or a little bit earlier, but in the seventh. But yeah, no, definitely. And all the traits are there that uh, someone to bank on or bet on. Um, okay, so because you cucked me on uh, the when I was going to do Tommy Doyle as my deep sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Marshall's own Josh Ball <laughs> for my deep sleeper. Yeah, <laughs> who was a four? He is a four star uh, recruit. Went to Florida State. And his six eight, and his big boy, exactly. <laughs> he there. I, I give. It's a tall. It's a tall class, actually. It is a tall class. No, for sure. So I, I'm watching Josh Ball. I don't didn't really have much of like knowledge on him going in. You, it's obvious. Uh, the size is very obvious. I came away, although he the bend is a big worry for me, and the mm-hmm. the leverage is uh, like my main concern. I came away. I was expecting because again, a lot of these kind of. Guys on the radar who are borderline draftable are a lot of the time they're they're good run blockers and they're losing their money in pass protection. Yeah. I came away surprised with his competency, I guess, in in pass protection because he uses that length so well. 
Now his hands are a little sloppy and his feet are a little sloppy, but he can get away with it because he's so much stronger than a lot of the guys he, he's that are rushing him, and he's so much longer. So that length and strength are things to bet on. Uh, in the run game, he's nasty as hell. I think that was my favorite thing about him was his his finishing style through the whistle. Um, and again, the the leverage issues in the run game are going to be a concern yeah. at the NFL level. Didn't really affect him nearly as much. Uh, when he's he's going up against like Appalachian State, um, not the greatest athlete either, but I think he's a project at right tackle that could get drafted. I I, I put him again. I I think like what you said about Hemelman, yeah. where late seventh, mid late seventh, he could someone might bet on him there. Yeah, and plus the pedigrees there being a high recruit for uh, Josh Ball. Uh, okay, who's your wild card? Uh, wild card for me is the one and only. Uh, Walker a little from Stanford who uh, has not played a lot of football and uh, he's not in my top 10. Um, I, I do think he goes top 100. I got a borderline top 100. I, I got a top 100 grade on him. And yeah, it sounds like we're both about the same range on him. It sounds yeah. Like, like first of all, five-star recruit, if you don't know already, um, uh, his 2019 season ended in week one with an injury opted out of 2020 and yeah, so we just have not seen him play a lot of football, but the talent is there. Um, he, like he's he's well built at six, another tall guy, six seven, three thirteen. Um, carries that weight well. He's he's like a springy good mover. Um, he yeah. tested really well. Like the forty was kind of poor, but everything else was really nice. The agility was really good. And, and, and like it's just you see a lot of the the the, the weakness of a, of a tackle who hasn't played a lot of football. Um, yeah, but all the other tools are are there. Yeah, I, I think when you watch him, you can you immediately understand why he was a five star recruit. Yeah, exactly. Just that build, that athleticism is really obvious. He he's got uh, he he plays well in the run game. It's just the thing that that holds you back is he, I, I, it looked like it improved in that Northwestern game his sophomore year, which is the only again the only game he his the last game he played in. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Um, he cleaned up some things, which was good. But again, we ha- we haven't seen him in so long. Uh, he is a technical mess. That it, I think it's gonna like you're not gonna want to be putting him into a starting lineup as a rookie. You need to work at him. But if you work at him with the, all those traits, yeah. you might unlock the way Garrett Bowles unlocked this year. For example, for Denver, that's my comp. Um, but the feet in the base, it's like it, it, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. He plays too high. His hand placement is wonky, but when he gets a hold of a guy, they like he he can anchor down yeah. and, and and just the stopping power, the athleticism. He can uh, you can see it all. You just need a really good offensive line coach to put it together for no, him. No, that for sure. And and all those traits are probably going to get him drafted in the in the top one hundred. And uh, yeah, I think I think so. And yeah, so like, the NFL is going to bet. Like on you that. said, the 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 one twenty nineteen game against Northwestern, a good opponent. Uh, was uh, was better than the 2018 stuff, and, and he cleaned yeah. up. Like in 20, I, I think 2018, um, the play strength was a bit of a concern, and then he looked stronger against Northwestern. But again, it's it, he's one of the toughest evals because we just haven't seen him in so long. The the other wild card I will throw out there, I, I thought Walker Little's the right choice, but I also think James Hudson's a bit of a wild yep. card. Yeah, that's my obviously one. went. Yeah, he went to Michigan as a defensive lineman, transferred to Cincinnati, started just one season at offensive tackle at Cincy. Um, athletic as hell, yeah. had a great senior bowl. 
it's it's going to be interesting. He feels like a guy the NFL would be willing to bet on top fifty. That that's a but good point. Yeah, that's a, that's that's higher than I have him. I'll say that. Uh, okay, that's also higher than I have him. I'll say that as well. <laughs> and yeah, like like you said, went to Michigan as a defensive uh, t- tackle. Uh, only one year started at left tackle, and he was really good. But like yeah, like all all the traits are there. He's got heavy hands and big hands. I love that his punch is so good. Like he, he finishes a lot of guys into the dirt. Like his upper body is, is powerful. Um, lots of nasty to him. And like I'm like that. He's a good athlete. You know that too. Um, it's just you see the lack of experience. Like he oversets. Um, he processes things a tick slow at times. Like, I think he doesn't have a great feel for how edges are trying to beat him. Um, play timing yeah. is off at times. And I, I still think he's a bit uncomfortable. Comfortable like uh, looking in his past set. So. There, there's mm. a lot to like, and I think he's going to be a top 100 pick. Uh, but like you said, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 sh- I have him in, as a top 100 guy. Um, I just, it's, um, yeah, like I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he goes in the second round. Okay, and then our best bet. You said Panesu. Well, I put a tie between him and Rashawn Slater. You're a coward. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hedge my bets, AJ. Smart. As all great betters do, and you can do that at Bet Online. <laughs> Because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Head to Bet Online. The Sweet 16 is here, then the Elite Eight, then the Final Four, and then if you didn't know the championship game on a Monday. You can bet on all those things. The NBA is happening. It's shooting towards the playoffs. The Raptors didn't trade Kyle Lowry. We're pretty happy we get to keep our, our hero. Um, the NHL, if you understand hockey betting, go for that. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported base as baseball season started. Uh, April, I don't know when April 1st, opening day. Are you going? <laughs> yeah. Wait, where are the Jays even playing? Uh, this is not the time. I don't know. Are we sending them to Tampa too? Yeah, I'm, I'm flying to Dunedin and I'll be covering opening day against the Yankees, I believe. For our podcast? Yep. <laughs> Thanks, AJ. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process it's free to sell sneakers a hundred dollars and up on ebay and thanks to ebay's authenticity guarantee verified returns make the whole transaction worry free with other sites taking as much as 25 percent you're gonna have to or you're gonna have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers um okay um the amount of offensive tackles taken in previous drafts 2016 there was 20 17 it dipped to 16 2018, it, it, it jumped back up to 21. 2019, there was 23, and last year there was 20. What are you thinking this year? Um, now, the, now the, the, the problem is it, it depends who's attacking who's attacking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I say we hit that 20 again. I think I think I, I think I agree. I have I don't know, like 16 or 17 true tackles that i got draftable grades i think so heck yeah okay um before we get into our top tens you want to run me your 15 to 11 oh yeah i'm glad because i was gonna say i was gonna ask you if i could uh (laughs) 
Fifth and like so here, here I'll just I'll, I'll get through it quick. Uh, Fifteen for me is Adrian Ely, Oklahoma. Uh, I got a late fifth round grade on him. Uh, Fourteen for me, the aforementioned Tommy fucking Doyle, uh, mid mid fifth round grade. And starting at thirteen, I, I got an early fourth round grade on Spencer Brown. Well, I'm lower on than a lot of people are. Uh, my me comp too. is Jared Valdir. Uh, Twelve for me after a great day uh, testing today. Brady Christensen, who I do like a lot. I got him in the late third, early fourth. So like basically, my thirteen to one are top one hundred guys. Uh, my comp for Brady Christensen, <laughs> John Stinchcomb, baby. Uh, Eleven for me, the aforementioned Walker Little, late third, early fourth. Uh, I put Eric Fisher, even though he, he's more of a project. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay, for me, 15 is KO'd Awasika of Buffalo. 14's Jalen Moore of Western Michigan. 13's Larry Borum of Missouri. 12, Spencer Brown of Northern Iowa. And 11, Walker Little of Stanford. Do you want to talk Spencer Brown? Or Sure, I mean, I get it. He's 6'8", 320. He's a freaky athlete. Yeah. Uh, he's, raw, he's raw as hell. Yes. He um, and, and it shows up against the FCS opponents. He he can get the in pass protection. The better is, is like get guys get underneath him. Yeah. Speed to power kills him. The feet are not consistent. Uh, his base is not uh, also not consistent. Like he he can get really narrow at times. Uh, he can also overset and allow inside. Like uh, basically, all my my worries come in in pass protection. Just how raw he is i just don't think he's going to be ready to play um as a rookie and he's going to take seasoning and i, I get it but i also uh, worry about tall tackles in general yeah and he checks all the uh, worries for tall tackles and, and then he threw on the senior bowl and i i think some people kind of like his week i didn't think he had an impressive week at the senior bowl uh i did not either i i thought of like Jalen moore for example the western mission tackle i have 14 i thought it had a better week than him I, I have more inside also, but but he is very close to being a tackle. I just think he's better inside. Anyways, and I thought that since the summer, so That's I kept fair. him there. Um, yeah, like like you throw in the Senior Bowl, and um, the same things that showed up on tape and the big concerns with when you got a big tackle, uh, he struggled with leverage. Um, he struggled with his core strength, and those are the two massive things that if you can't get cleaned up, no matter how long you are, um, you're not going to last that long in the NFL. But yeah, with that athleticism yep. and the size, like he's going top 100 guaranteed. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't do it, but I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, want to give me your 10 to 6? Yeah, uh, let's do it to it, baby. Uh, 10 for me, who had a, someone who had a phenomenal senior bowl, uh, Deontay Smith from uh, ECU. I got him in the late third, early fourth. Uh, my cop is longer, Andre Dillard. Nine for me. <laughs> Is uh, the aforementioned Stone Forsyth from Florida, mid third round uh, grade. Comp is uh, Old King Dunlap, who, but I think he's going to be better than King Dunlap. Uh, A for me, James Hudson, another mid third round grade. My comp is Charles Leno. Uh, seven for me, guy who I really like, Dylan Radins, another guy who had a really strong uh, senior bowl. Uh, early third round. Um, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw two comps Jake Matthews, maybe a bit high end. Uh, Connor Williams, too. And. If it- Oh, I kind of like that Connor Williams. I have a, a Jake Matthews comp on someone else. That's funny. I think there's another guy I consider Jake Matthews, but I already had Radins down, so I left it there. And, hey, I know you got a Garrett Bowles comp on someone. Here's my Garrett Bowles comp. Sam Cosme, my six, uh, late second, early third round. Okay. Um, I, uh, a lot of the same guys. Um, okay, 10. Brady Christensen of BYU. 108th on my board, so... 
we're assuming there's going to be about 108 picks on uh in the first three rounds so that's a I, I think he goes day two uh but again after this pro day the buzz is really building for him uh and he's the jake matthews comp nine Jonte smith of east carolina 105th on my board Dion dawkins comp i like it eight thank you eight liam eichenberg of notre dame 83rd on my board, Jack Conklin call. I like that too. Seven. Thank you. James Hudson of Cincinnati, 73rd on my board, DJ Humphreys comp. Um, and six, Sam Cosme of Texas, 66th on my board, Eric Fisher comp. <laughs> I did, Didn't we switch our, our, our little and Cosme comps? Is that what we did? Yeah, we did. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think so. Um, so we're pretty much in the same zone for everyone that, that we that we matched there. Um, yeah, uh, who do you want to start with here? Well, Christensen. I'm. Uh, I was gonna say uh, let's just do some Christensen talk. Um, okay, obviously he tested off the charts, and, and you can see like he dominates tape. Yeah. I think my concerns generally are he 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 dominates at times because the well, the level of competition is, is a little lower. And he can get away with some things. Like I think he plays too high. Um, I I think his his pass sets are a little off, and it, his hands get wide a lot. Uh, but he also just fucking drives guys in the run game, yeah. and the athleticism shows up. And the he plays with some big nasty. And I would not be surprised to see him again. This tackle class is really fluid in that of like the top. I don't know. We whatever you said, thirteen guys, like. 5 to 13 could go in any order almost it feels like. Agree. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's it's going to be like which team falls in love with who and, and and I did see a tweet today, I forget who it was from. It might have been Dane Burgler. Uh that said that um no, it wasn't Dane. But anyways, the the, the NFL is higher on Brady Christensen than the media is and that's not going to take long to uh to correct because of his amazing um his amazing right. testing numbers today. But as I like to bring up, he's an older prospect too. I think he's already 24. He might be 25, yep. uh, but I think he is 24. Um, yeah, but, yeah, you, you do see the athleticism pop up. And, like, he's another guy. He's not not the longest guy. At uh, He's 6'6", six, six, but 302 and, and just not not that long. Um, like Jake Matthews, who was, I, I think, about similar size but had 33-inch arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think there isn't I – don't, I don't think we got arm numbers today, but I, I read that he is under 33. Or am I mistaken? Anyways, yes. Um, yeah, but you, you, another guy, he, he does he does eliminate that pretty well, like Slater, but not to the same extent. He can get out on on, on speed guys and kind of do that. But yeah, it was kind of hard to find um, high level of competition. And so I watched the Houston game uh, against Peyton Turner, who I thought he did a pretty nice job with, but Turner's length and uh, athleticism I, I gave him some trouble at times. Yeah. So um, um, I, I like him a lot because he, he's a grinder and stuff, and I, I do think a team's going to bet, bet on him. But, uh, no, there, there's a lot to like, but there's a lot more to clean up. Uh, speaking of length, Deontay Smith got all of it. Yeah. Uh, had – I mean, listen to our senior bowl show. We, we gushed about how good he was there. He is so natural in pass protection. I like your longer Andre Dillard comp. Thank you. Um the the athleticism's really obvious and the movement skills yeah. are really obvious. His feet are nimble. Um he he can play a little bit high and, and he he 
I have some questions, I guess, about his power at the point in the run game. Well, definitely. And he's not the heftiest heftiest guy. Yeah, that's going to be a question but I also, for him for sure. I also think he played with more nasty to him at the Senior Bowl than we saw at East Carolina. Totally agree. Um, and, and, again, he dominated everyone he saw at the Senior Bowl. And just the, that, that lateral agility and the ability to mirror pass rushers and then use that length, that length's his trump card and – I don't know. There's uh, just he. I mean, you're, you're gonna bet on this guy for sure. Yeah, and, and I, which it's a, it's a, it's a, with a lot of these guys, they're either really great athletes or like really technically sound. It's a good good class. I know for real. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of gave him a, a bit of a bump in my grades because of how good he looked at the Senior Bowl, and, and he missed most of 2020 anyways. So you're really watching 2019 tape with him. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, him being 294 is going to be a question, and apparently he struggles to keep his weight on. So that that will be a big one, and you do see it. Like He's not very powerful. But being 6'5 with 35-inch and a quarter-inch arms, uh, that's great. And that senior bowl is so good. He's a high school wrestler. Like All the tools are there to, to, to be uh, a really good tackle in the NFL. Do you have Liam Eikenberg higher or not on your list? I have, he's my fifth tackle. Okay, we'll, we'll save him. Then. Yeah. Um. And then we talked James Hudson. Let's talk Sam Cosme. I think Sam Cosme is very smooth in pass protection. Um, I have concerns about his power, and he plays too high for me. Like, the first round stuff that was happening earlier, I don't think that makes sense. Me neither. I, late second, early third, I think is kind of his 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 spot. Um, I think he could be a very solid left tackle in the NFL, a competent starter in Eric Fisher, if you will. But, like, I don't think... He's a, a Pro Bowl star or anything. Um, I, I want to. He's he's a smoother operator than he is a twitchy athlete. He he's a bit ro- robotic to me. Is the word that that came to my mind. That yes, uh, I I can drive with that. Even though like uh, tested elite at the pro day, he, he benched really well. He jumped great. Ran a four eight seven. Solid three cone or really good three cone. Um, yeah, it's just he feels a little robotic. Um, something I know is he feels like he's a half a tick coming off the line slow at, at times too. And not, not a lot of fire in his belly in, in my opinion with Sam no. Cosme. Um, no. And that, 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 that's kind of got the concerns in the run game where he doesn't play with great leverage and, or great power. And then, yeah, you mentioned he doesn't have the same nastiness that some of these other guys have. Yeah. But at six six three fourteen 14 with those testing numbers, uh, being left tackle at Texas, uh, he's 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 good. Like I like him. I I agree with you. I think you're getting like the 16th best tackle in the NFL or uh, left tackle in the NFL, whatever. Uh, but he he's just not that first round talk is is too much. Okay, so my my tackle five was in your six to ten, and, and your tackle five was in my six to ten. So go ahead, tell us your Liam Eikenberg comp kind of your range, and then I'll do the same for Dylan Greedon. <laughs> so and then then we'll just do our top four. Yeah. Okay. So, so my uh, let me just say, Eichenberg, uh, Cosme, and Radiance are really, really tight for me. They could, they're almost interchangeable. Um, but anyways, I landed with Eichenberg. He's safe. And then my comp again, late second, early third. He's safe. I don't have a comp I really like for Eichenberg. I landed on Rick Rick Wagner. It's a good one. What, what was yours? He just uh, Jack Conklin. I like that one too. Yeah. He he's. I think he has of this of the non top four tackles. I think he has the highest floor. Yeah. Like I just think he's gonna start for ten years. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like he doesn't have the same athletic upside as a James Hudson, as a Dante Smith, as a Brady Christensen. Um, 
But he just I think he's just a starting right tackle for a decade. Yeah. And he's really good in the run game. And he makes up for some athletic shortcomings with technique and pass protection. He he I think his hand placement's kind of such a big thing for him in, in pass protection where he's not the most athletic guy and his feet aren't the quickest. But I don't know. He's just really solid and safe. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. That's why it just he's gonna be starting for you for a long while. And um, he he plays with he competes. He he's got all of those those traits. Um, and like he's not a good athlete, but like he's good enough. Like he can recover when he when he fucks up. Um, I think like nice balance and the feet are good enough to, to run guys around. Like he can get out on speed and run them around. Um, yeah, he's just and really good in the run though. Like uh, good good power. Uh, he can drive guys. He can collapse guys uh, down blocking. Uh, works the second level pretty well. And I think he's just like a really savvy run blocker. Like he, he turns guys and, mm-hmm. and walls them off really well. In, yeah, in he's the really run. smart. Yeah. So I, you're just getting a really solid uh, starting tackle. Might be. I think he's a right tackle, but really solid. So, yeah. So five for me is Dylan Riddens from North Dakota State. I got him 61st on my board. And he's a guy who I, I, I debated moving to guard. Me too. I kept him here. I have a Dalton Reisner comp on him, who was a guy I stuck at tackle. He's obviously a guard in the NFL, who I really liked. Um, I, th- I think you can kind of – he's a guy I'm comfortable playing at right tackle or just or kick him side the guard. And I think, yeah, there's more upside playing him at guard. Uh, or he's got more upside playing guard. But I think having a, a really competent starting right tackle is more important. Um, yeah. he He is nasty as hell. He is awesome in the run game. He is he's got so much power in his pop and in, in, um at power at the point as a run blocker. Uh there are some struggles in pass protection. His base can get a little wide when he's facing speed and he tries to overset mm-hmm. and get a little wide and get beat back inside or or lose balance, which is concerning. And I, I did think um, he looked better at that at the senior role. I was I I agree. Yeah. Uh but he also like he dominated the FCS competition he was against. He's a pretty good mover for uh for a big guy. Yeah, he tested um, really well. Yeah, and yeah, he he can set the tone. And I think he's phenomenal at, at uh, getting to the second level in the run game. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, all the tools are there with Radins, and uh, I think he he looked like he got. Sh- I watched the one game he played this year against Central Arkansas. Um, I, I think he like I I was a little concerned about his frame his body in uh in in on the 2019 tape and i do think like he's gotten stronger and a bit bigger and filled out a bit and you saw it mm-hmm. against central arkansas you saw it in the senior bowl um and yeah like i think he looked he had a really nice base and really good balance um in mobile uh, i think he was one of the best offensive linemen there um one flaw like i, I he kind of consistently got beat by guys just getting underneath him which he's six six shouldn't happen too much but yeah um, I, I like Radins a lot. I, I think he's a guy to bet on, and definitely try him at tackle first. Uh, and if not, I think you're getting like a, a really good quality guard. Um, that's why my 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 other comp was Connor Williams. And I'll throw I'll throw another thing in here. He he's kind of what Jake Fisher was supposed to be because with with those testing numbers today, or not today, but this co- last couple weeks. Forgot about Jake Fisher. I love Jake Fisher. It was a big miss for me. <laughs> Well, he ended up hurt, too. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, okay, before we do our top four, Jalen Mayfield is a guard, right? I have him at guard, yep. Okay, me too. Just so that's clear. That's why he's in neither of our top tens. He would be in, I'm assuming, both of our top tens if we viewed him as a tackle. I think he'd be my five if I had him as a tackle. 
And he's a guy who I am comfortable playing at tackle. Like, I think he'd be a right tackle. Yeah. I just think he can be a really awesome guard. Yeah, so. I totally agree. I just think the upside at guard is, is like, almost Pro Bowl level. But my tackle comp was Braden Smith, just for the record. Ah, uh, I like that. That's good. Thank, thank you. Uh, okay, hit me with the top four. Uh, pretty chalky here. Four for me is Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma yeah. State. Yeah. Not a first-round grade on him. I got an early second round. Uh, comp for him, Brian Bulaga. <laughs> Three for me is uh, Vatex Christian Derrissa. Uh 15 to 25 grade. And, hey, I, I said it first because of the same school. Dwayne Brown is my comp, and then other people are jumping on it. And then, yeah, two for me. Like me. Yeah, two two for me, Rashawn Slater, Northwestern. Uh, I got a top 10 grade on him. My comp, Chris Hinton, who also went to Northwestern, went second overall in the draft, if I remember correctly. Played guard, though. But he also played tackle in the NFL. He played both. But, yeah, he started at guard. I think Chris, People forget how freaking good Chris Hinton was because he was in the LA trade. Yeah, ex- he had like nine Pro Bowls, I believe, off the top of my head. Uh, started as a guard at in, Seven, in, but it's in, fine. In, in Indy. Um, play tackle in Atlanta. Like, he could do both. And he just, you know, kind of before his time. It's also, he like, was so good. They're like the same size, which is really weird. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's why it's a little, a little too perfect. Yeah, like, I, I'll, I'll throw other, two other names. Some Zach Martin vibes with, with Rashawn Slater, who obviously was a college tackle. You heard some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Isaiah, I get that Isaiah Wynn, like, in a very more recent. Where, where yeah, where he's kind of phenomenal at tackle, even though he looks like a guard. Yeah, exactly. And I was a huge Isaiah Wynn fan. And obviously, number one for me is Panay Sewell. Uh, my comp is Walter Jones. Top five. Holy top, fuck. Top five grade. Okay. Uh, four, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. 32nd on my board. Orlando Brown Jr. is my comp. Um, three is Christian Darisov, Virginia Tech. I stole the Dwayne Brown comp. 16th on my board. Two is Rashawn Slater. 8th on my board. David Bakhtiari comp. And one, Panay Sewell. Third on my board behind Trevor Lawrence and Kyle Pitts. Me too. Uh, Trent Williams comp. I saw the Trent Williams comp. I, I like it. I tried to be different, and I went Walter Jones. Who obviously won. That's fa- that, that's fair. I just when when I saw it, like that size, that sheer athleticism and power, the only guy I could I could think of was Trent Williams. And Walter Jones, same thing. Um, crazy. I think like Trent Williams more more refined as a pass protector, but like Walter Jones's ability just to get out in front. Uh, you know those classic Hutchinson Walter Jones pulls. For Sean Alex, first of all, that's just nostalgia down to the definition for me. But getting out in front, like the one block where you're just riding the Panther out of bounds, I see a lot of that with Panay. It's like it's a lofty fucking comp because Walter Jones is one of the best tackles of all time. But but the talent is there for school. Um, okay, let's talk Tevin Jenkins. Uh, he's the, the like the, the obviously the top three tackles are going to go in the first round. I think Tevin Jenkins ends up in the first round. Yeah. Uh, just because I think there's a big drop-off from him to the fifth tackle. Uh, I think he is a plug-and-play right tackle. I think he is one of the nastiest players in the entire draft. Yeah. He just ends lives on the field. He is going to be one of the best run-blocking tackles in the NFL, I think, at some point. Um, plays a, like I think he's clean in pass protection. He can play a little bit high, but his feet are pretty good. for. He's 6'6", 320. His feet are pretty good for that size. Yeah. Uh, he's got violent hands, a strong anchor. He can, he can, he's got enough quickness to handle speed on the outside. Uh, and he could just sit down and, and again, stopping powers key for offensive linemen. He's got that. I think he's the best finisher in the, in the class probably. 
Um, he just knows when to attack you to get you in the dirt. And, and there's different ways he does it. Like, sometimes you just, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to bend the edge and he just leans on you. Uh, other times he'll just, like, you try to dip and he just uses it against you and drags you down to the torque, into the dirt. And other times he's just, he's just torquing you with, with upper body strength and just, just finishing you off. And, and you, you love it. He, I, lo- I love it. Yeah, every time he gets the chance to go for the kill, he does it. Um, and, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I think, like, like speed to power can get him sometimes and leverage. Um, you saw Ronnie Perkins put him on his ass one time. It, yeah, it comes back to that bend. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think his feet are good. Agree. He can get a little narrow in pass pro. Um, and, like, sometimes longer guys can, can kind of just separate with with a stab and, and kind of get around the edge. But, yeah. And, and he's not a super balanced guy, too. I'll throw that one out there. But, yeah. I, I do like Tevin Jenkins. I think he's going to be a first-round pick, even though I have him in the early second. Um, he's kind of – he's in a tier of his own because he's not on – well, I guess Derisaw really is, too. But, uh, yeah, I just – I for me – there's after Tevin Jake, there's not even a necessarily a clear second round tackle. I, I have a lot of these guys as kind of in that with third round grades. Me too. Whereas Te- Tevin Jackson's a high end second round grade for me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's exa- I have the the exact same way. Funny enough, where yeah, Darius in his own group there, uh, and then it's Jenkins, and then Eichenberg, Cosme, and uh, Raidens are, are in a group in there where they can kind of flip them around, late second, early round, early third round guys for me. Um. Like, Tevin Jenkins is one of the few guys I, I really would be happy with the Steelers taking. It, he suits the Steelers' take. attitude, too. I considered a, a Marvell Smith comp at one point, so. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, okay, let's do Derisaw. Derisaw is interesting. There are some games like Boston College where he's a madman, as a, and at times in other games where he's out in front throwing people around looking like a dominant run blocker with he's clearly a great athlete who can just yeah. throw easily get to the second level and be 50 yards downfield lead blocking and then there are other times where he's a little bit lackadaisical. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It's strange cuz yeah, you'll you'll see um I can't remember was it I think it was the Miami game. Yeah, no killer instinct. The Yes, but then you go to the Boston College game and he's it's one of the best offensive lineman tape you're going to see this year and it's just the inconsistency that, that that's a little bit of a worry yeah um but yeah really really good athlete phenomenal run blocker uh, a little more raw in pass protection um but i think he's a clear first round talent yeah and yeah that that's my biggest knock on him too it's just you want to see the killer instinct more often you want to see like he's a bit too chill and nonchalant at times and but yeah, it does show up at times. I don't know. It's weird. And I, I like, yeah, what is he? 6'5, uh, 322, almost uh, 34 and a half inch arms. Oh, check, check, check. All those are great. He feels like the truest dancing bear of the class. I guess Panay Sewell, too, but he's on the League of Zone. I call him the, the dancing bear. And because, yeah, it, it's not perfect in, in pass pro, but I, I think, like, he bends pretty well. Like, good pad level. His feet are pretty smooth. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And his hands are pretty heavy. The punch is pretty good. Another guy who plays, plays nice balance. Um, I think there's a lot to lay there. It's just like, if you can get him being consistently a son of a bitch, uh, he's gonna be a yeah. he's gonna be like a he could be a Pro Bowl guy. Can, Pro Bowl guy, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and then I mean we talked Slater and so well. I, I I stuck the David Bakhtiari comp on I Slater like that. because yeah, a, yeah the, the balance is David Bakhtiari's big big just amazing trait that made him so good. Impressive athlete who's a little lacking in length he plays bigger than he a is bit of a f- 
Yeah, bit of a funny stance. Yeah. And just a lovable guy like Rashawn Slater. So. I th- <laughs> that's a good point. I think, like, the average NFL fan, if you are to ask them how big Bakhtiari was, they wouldn't think he's what? Like, six, like the same size as Slater, like 6'4", 305-ish, right? He he put like I honestly think if you ask someone they would say he's six six three twenty three twenty yeah exactly he, his combine he was six four two ninety nine wow not it didn't even hit three hundred pounds that's crazy yeah and now he's the best tackle in the league um yeah yeah consistently yeah uh, Slater he's awesome it's a, balance is so important yeah it's a really really good class and uh, yeah there's so many guys that are just great athletes so many guys that are huge uh, so many guys that are pretty clean. Um, it's a fun group, man. Yeah. Again, like the 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 top is powerful. The interior line class isn't the same at the top, but there's more depth. Where I think we're gonna be, you're you're gonna have ten guys, and you're gonna wish we could do twenty. Yeah, I I think in totality, I like the interior more. But like Sewell. Oh, for the record, do you also have Alex Leatherwood as a guard? I didn't even think to say. Yeah, that. I do. I do. Okay, okay. And Elijah Very Tucker, obviously, too. Yes, yes, yes. I considered him as tackle. I can it's funny, I considered Elijah Very Tucker more at tackle than I did Alex Leatherwood. I was opposite. But hey, uh, Leatherwood's senior ball kind of sealed him inside for me. Yeah. Um do you have Jackson Carmen as a guard or a tackle? I have him as a guard. Me too. I don't he like Jackson like, Carmen. Well, looks like we'll, he should we'll talk vote. about it next week. Uh, I'm surprised how many Jackson Carmen fans have come out of the war work lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about you. This is a Ben. This is a Ben Cleveland podcast. Oh fuck! <laughs> get get ready for that. We, the, ben Cleveland, Quinn Miners, yeah, Landon Dickerson, Wyatt Davis, Jalen Mayfield. Next week's gonna be fun. And Elijah Vera Tucker. And my my once favorite son. Now we'll see Deontay Brown. Deontay Brown. Still love him. Hey, he lost twenty pounds. So good for, good him. for him. Yep. 